to Digimon Digital Moncast, where this time we record the actual show after the Ishaya segment like normal. Thank you. Because I remember. <laughs> I mean, uh, we, we <laughs> for- basically forced you to. Yeah, I don't think I had a choice. But anyway, we're getting into introductions before Joel has a chance to stop us. Hi, I'm Tyler. Damn it. <laughs> and I'm Jules. I don't, I didn't really have a choice could kind of be a tagline for this network. <laughs> And that's Joel. <laughs> Tyler, how hot is it right now? It is so fucking hot. <laughs> I am just a puddle of sweat in my computer chair. Yeah, I've turned us into a sweat elemental. Hi. Mm, it's, it's, it's pretty warm in my bedroom, but I'm sounds, thinking of cracking the window. my fan. <laughs> so the worst part is, is, is that like next door, they're building a new apartment block. So there's just like all sorts of banging and soaring and all kinds of crazy sounds. So I can't open the door that faces that way because there'd just be so much fucking noise. <laughs> Man, you're kind of screwed. We have great soundproofing in this apartment, though. So I can keep the door <laughs> shut and you won't hear it. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's negative nine Celsius outside right now. That sounds beautiful. Honestly, sounds better than this. Yeah, I really want that. I kind of know it's that. that's kind of that's kind of going too far the other way in my book, but no, I want that though. I'm trying to escape the heat. I'm leaving the heat behind. I mean, yeah, that's You'll the way to do back. it. You go somewhere cold in the in the hot months and uh, go somewhere warm in the cold months. That's yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, Tyler, I, I'm only coming back months. because I have to. <laughs> yeah, so. Digimon, you guys. That's why we record this show, right? Yeah? Is it? Did, uh, Digimon? I mean, I, I think, think that's I've seen why that we show- do this. I don't think I've seen that show since I was a kid. <laughs> uh, that's the one with, like, the eyeball yellow monster and the kid on rollerblades and, like, the wolf thing with horns, right? No, 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 no. That's Beyblade. Oh, is it the one with, like, the magical cards and, like, this dark magician and stuff? No, no, it's the one where it's got, like, the little cards with, like, swords on them. Right, right, yeah. I I think you're thinking of Metabots. (laughs) Damn. No, Metabots was the one with, like, the white tiger mech, and, like, there were judges in in the desert. There was a lot of fights in the desert. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, no, yeah, the desert is definitely sounding familiar. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Very familiar. (laughs) So... We've got a bit of news coming in. We don't have any official confirmation of anything happening, but try to like anywhere basically ever. confirmed to be getting a dub because Joshua it- Seth <laughs> tweeted that he's recording lines for a new animated film the next time he's in LA. <laughs> and considering one, he was a magician. Yes, and I don't think he's getting back into the voice acting industry 
this late into his career as a magician? I mean, most people, if they get out of the voice acting industry, are never coming back, so... Yeah. And also, Tara Sands, who voices Beomon, tweeted an image of herself in a recording booth that said, hashtag Digimon. So... Oh, that doesn't confirm anything. That could could mean anything. Come on. Who knows what that could be? I do like that with previously the first tri-dub, they were like very cagey about it until just Jeff Nemo is like, oh yeah, Digimon, let's do that. And like, oh, I'm doing that. (laughs) And now it's like, well, fuck it. We'll just embrace social media, I guess. Well, I mean, once they did one, you could kind of assume the others would become. Oh, you don't know about that. Yeah, that... Who fucking knows when the rebuild Evangelion movies are going to be done? Because the the dub for the third rebuild of Evangelion came out like five years after it came out in Japanese. So who knows? And and also consider like so, it's been I mean that's years... that's a, that's not that's not so unusual. I mean it's going to be like ten years before Persona Five is out. That's true. I almost expected them to like tease Persona Six before Persona Five is out. <laughs> I mean, it could still happen. It yeah, could. it could. But yeah, so Try Two is getting a dub. We have no idea when it's going to be finished. I assume like well, five I mean, years if they're already the recording now, it's probably going to be out next week. <laughs> With the rate they record these things, at, yeah, that's very true. Oh god, Jules, what if it what if it does come out before the end of the month? That'd be weird. Man, I'm just gonna get a frantic like text from one of (laughs) you. Yeah, like if I like if there's somehow a screening in Detroit, I'm dragging my boyfriend there. He can fucking kick and scream all he wants. (laughs) I am going. Hey, hey, you you travel all the way there to see him, I think he goes where you wanna go. Yeah, no, I'm, just, I'm gonna kick down the, the door during one of his classes while he, I'm staying here. I'm just gonna go, I need to borrow him for a bit, and just, like, drag him out of the lake. Yeah. We have important business to attend to. <laughs> we don't know if it's Digital gonna be business. a theatrical release, though, so who knows. But first, I need to actually put out the part one dub in any way I can watch it. That's true, actually. I haven't all. done that, have they? Oh, yeah. Sorry, the for not sneaking, sorry for not sneaking a GoPro into that. <laughs> like, when are they going to let us watch this Joel, movie? Joel, I'm kind of... I'm also a little disappointed you didn't, like, tr- fake sneaking a GoPro into a cinema only for you to film the entirety of the original Digimon movie on a GoPro on your TV, with, like, including <laughs> the Angela Anaconda segment. Like... I mean, you can't not include it. It's literally part of <laughs> the film. True, actually, yeah. Man. I can't get over that segment. Why does that exist? Honestly, that was the biggest crime of the uh, Try mm-hmm. One release. No, Angela Anaconda. No, Angela no Angela new Anaconda. Angela Anaconda. Yeah. It's just such a travesty that we don't get to see It was see the that. revival all the fans were truly clamoring for. I mean, yeah, that's why I wanted to go see the, the dub, because I assumed that would be part of it, and I was most excited for that. Weirdly, I think it's tied to the next be? rebuild movie. Who knew? <laughs> Man, that'd be a real tone change. Yeah, watching watching Angela Anaconda does give me an existential crisis. Although, just imagine... So, we saw Angela Anaconda's take on Digimon. Imagine Angela Anaconda's take on Evangelion. Hmm. Yeah. Isn't that just Angela Anaconda? Hmm? Just a complete <laughs> mindfuck? Yeah. Man, what what was with that show? Like, it was fucked. Like, 
okay, we could talk about, say, like, Rocco's modern life being, like, way ahead of its time and also being, like, meant for an older audience, definitely. But, and, like, Invader Zim being weird and, like, grotesque in a lot of ways. But no, Angela Anaconda was actually, like, David Lynchian. Yeah. Yeah, it was, like, Junior's first David Lynch ex- drug experience. <laughs> like... It's just... I, who are those children? Like, what... Mm, I hate that show, but also I want to know like the children. The children who watched that show went on to um, consume anything related to salad fingers. Oh God! <laughs> You've unlocked a part of my brain I wanted to keep it's locked so for true. a while, Joel. It's so cut. <laughs> <true. laughs> so, uh, let's talk about this episode. I guess. Sure. So this is uh, episode 32. Gathomon comes calling. The the Japanese title is incredible. Okay. Tokyo Tower is hot. <laughs> Death Miramon. <laughs> <laughs> Tokyo Tower is hot, hot, hot. <laughs> it's, and the DVD title is a very boring battle at Tokyo Tower. Oh, I, was, I was hoping a very boring was like used. I feel like the DVD... Yeah. Yeah, that was part of it. <laughs> a very boring battle at Tokyo Tower. <laughs> just no. the DVD guys just like at I some mean, point. Crit- it's accurate, but just imagine the DVD guys like critiquing like the Digimon episodes as he's naming them. Like, man, man. <laughs> yeah, just you wait till the next episode because the titles on next episode are fucked. <laughs> oh God. Um. So, we open with Izzy running the recap about the big fight with Ramon, mm-hmm. which, you know, it's Izzy, so he's very excited. Right. Uh, and then we open with Myotismon talking about how much he loves the darkness, because it makes people afraid. And yes, then we get a shot he calls of- it the perfect cloak for his evil, which, it's a little on the nose there, buddy. You're already you're already a bishy vampire. You don't need yeah. to lay it on any thicker. There's a woman who is walking down the road at night while it is very foggy, and my oldest one is talking about how he loves the darkness because it makes people afraid, mm-hmm. and that human blood always tastes nicer with a bit of fear. So, he's been in the digital world all of what three days. The real and he's world. already a connoisseur of human blood. He's talking about eating people. I mean, like, yeah, he's a vampire. Yeah, that fits. So, this woman's walking down the foggy road when his carriage just pulls up, and he walks out, and she's like, oh my god, and he just fucking walks up to her and, like, kisses her. Yeah, so... Oh, she, and she, well, she is, she is... She's all about I that. I mean, like... <laughs> I'm not gonna fucking judge. Listen, I I'll put okay, okay, okay. Listen, I'll put it this way: if I was walking down the, like the middle of the night on a street all by myself, and suddenly I don't know a common writer shows up, a vampire comes out. No, of I'm the talking couch. about like if my fantasy was coming to like if a common writer showed up, like just a common writer <laughs> on a motorcycle. Yeah, I wouldn't say no, but like. My oldest one is blatantly a vampire. Why is she not just Listen, screaming? people take cosplay very Tyler, seriously Tyler, Tyler, in know- Japan. Like, Not to mention, do you know how in vampires are? Yeah. 
<laughs> Listen, I think my I mean this, this was this was the this powers, was the late so. night this was the late nineties. Like Buffy Mania was in oh, But yeah, like she's like this woman is just going, Oh, is that a carriage? And like he just steps out like in for the record people Myotismon is not disguised as a human. He just looks like regular-ass Myotismon. And then he straight up, like, engulfs her in his mm-hmm. cloak and just makes out with her and then snacks on her neck. Yeah, sucks out her blood and dumps her body in the middle of the road. I mean, we've all been there. <laughs> Listen, that's the, wor- that's the <laughs> worst just, walk of shame. Just leaves. Which... Myotismon just killed this woman. She... She is... She is moaning... She's the subtitles inform me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's so and dead. And we'll be told a little bit later that she was taken to a hospital where she's being treated for anemia. She's so dead. Anyway. You can, you can survive without all your blood. I mean, you need some of it. Some so. of it, yeah. <laughs> we cut to Demi Devamon, who is on a boat waiting for Myotismon to turn up. So I'm curious, what, are, what does Demi Devamon eat? Like... Myotismon apparently needs blood like an actual vampire. Does Demi Devimon just, like, eat flies and stuff? She may eat, like, fruit. But, he, but he's, he's not a fruit. But he's not a flying fox. So, yeah, he would just eat insects. Huh. Is that why he's he hates huge. He's so huge. Much? Think about how many insects, like, he'd have to eat a night. Yeah, maybe that's why he does hate, like, <laughs> Kabuterium. I was like, you're the, the one bug I can't eat. Like... so he's just complaining about the fog can't see anything on it and my oldest one turns up and just casually mentions how much he likes drinking people's blood Mm -hmm. because yeah also i mean i take every opportunity i can to tell people how much i like a good steak his carriage uh can just fly without the davidramon who i guess were just there to look don't say that for sure just straight up floats onto the boat that Demi Devimon's on? No, no, see, it, the, the Devidramon are still there, it's just they're invisible to anyone who hasn't seen death. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fucking crap. Anyway, I'll say, I'll say, what happened to the people on this boat? Um, I'm assuming Demi Devimon killed them with his weird syringe. Oh boy, okay. Or, did, okay, or, 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 like, or. This entire arc, you have to assume that a lot of people. Oh, no, definitely, die. but, or, or. Here's another thing. Imagine Demi Devimon stealing a boat. I mean, he kind of does that. We see him, like. No, but look. With but I'm just imagining, like, him, just him stealing a boat on. without hurting people. Just like Demi Devimon just performing, you know, Grand Theft Wardo. I don't know how you would describe stealing a boat. What? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, what is the term for <laughs> is is that what this is going to culminate in is that, is like a war Greymon and metal gr- yahoo answers what is the term for stealing yeah. a boat yeah best answer by term you're asking about possible sentencing definitions um oh right it would be armed hijacking aka piracy so he's a pirate. <laughs> I mean, by definition, Brilliant. hijacking a boat would be piracy. Yeah, that makes sense. Although I also, I want to imagine now War Greymon and Metal Gurumon, this, this arc culminating in them hanging a banner that just says stealing boats is the crime. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, 
Modus Mon's carriage just goes onto this boat, and then the boat leaves. I, I don't, this is, like, at a river somewhere? Yeah. It, yeah. Somewhere there are rivers in Tokyo, really, Chyla. Yeah, I know, but, like, there's there's no buildings anywhere in sight. Uh, you can blame it on the fog. Well, I mean, the fog, with the, yeah, with the, um, oh, silent hill levels of fog here, like, you can't see more than ten feet. So, we cut to the morning, and Ty is looking for something in his room and complaining about how unorganized he is. Because he's just pulling crap out of drawers and off his bookshelf. I can sympathize with this. I mean, I can can relate. Oh, yeah. Um, Turns out he's looking for his old address book. Apparently, all of the kids have a book where they keep the phone numbers of all of their friends from school. I definitely remember my dad has a book like that, um, but I never kept one personally myself. Is this a a Japanese cultural thing? Because I can't imagine why you would keep an address book as a kid. I knew where all my friends lived, and like I still remember their phone numbers. Like I, I didn't need a book. I think for it that. was mostly like I don't honestly have an, uh, like a concrete answer to this, but I can imagine to some degree with it being the case of different prefectures and different districts, you would need to make sure you have a very concise, like um, written archive of this stuff because yeah yeah but it's it's not like just their close friends that they keep the numbers in though because later on we see joe's like oh hey yeah i was in second i imagine as well like it might it might be a cultural thing like maybe uh japanese families for Mm. young for especially for younger kids you want to know who's in your kid's class and that way you can contact parents and stuff Mm. yeah it's just, it's, yeah, it's so Although, strange. here's the thing. So, also, Koromon is ugly. Yeah, again. by the way. By the way. Sup? He's just hanging out in Ty's room, buried under books. Man, that's that's got to be a hard sell to Ty's parents. He, <laughs> like, this toy, I got a new one for Kai because the old one was crap. It's also really big. She can hug it, see? Huggable! <laughs> Not like that other one that's crap! So, you see Agumon's just like, Oh, like, wh- why? <laughs> so the TV is, uh, playing a news report. So many fucking news reports! Tyler, there's show. fucking oh, monsters no, attacking! The yeah, Tyler, the, yeah, the city is being destroyed by weird and monsters. And they seem very I, unconcerned in these news reports. That's because it's Tokyo! You know how many times they've been through this kind of thing? So they're playing footage of the Raremon attack, and they also mention that young women are being hospitalized because, you know, a vampire monster is draining their blood. I mean, they don't say that, but you can presume from... Well, yes. God, it's like... That'd be a heck of a news day. He's just a vampire. Like, that'd be, that's just a thing to turn your TV on, like, oh, monsters attacking the harbor and vampires stalking women. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, I remember 2016. It wasn't that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> Izzy turns up at Ty's place. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Tento Mon, oh, I love this. Who is in his amazing disguise? His little raincoat and hat, hat. Yeah, and Ty goes, yeah, Ty goes, wow, nice disguise, Tento Mon. And Tento Mon's like, oh, thank you. I came up with it myself. <laughs> Just 
<laughs> yeah, it's like when it's a kid so it's like when a kid shows up to like daycare with um like completely mismatched socks, mm-hmm. a like you know, a shirt that barely like fits them, a uh, and like glittery pants or something like I dressed myself and it's like yes. To be yes, fair, Tentamon has the best <laughs> idea for a disguise out of all of them. Yeah. I mean, his body shape. And, oh no, it doesn't like, hide him whatsoever. Exoskeleton. But neither do the other. Like, neither do the other disguises. Like, look good. Look, I love all of these. Oh, they're disguises. great. Because when Ty sees Tentomon, he goes, "Hmm, I guess Agumon's gonna need this disguise because he can't just walk around, or people are going to notice that he's a dinosaur." And then we cut to Agumon. Oh, I like um, I like how Ty's reaction is. Wait till Mimi sees you. Yeah, I want to. I want to get the. I want to get the fashionistas like take on. I this. mean, to be fair, green and yellow are like not too bad. As, not necessarily complementary colors, but they're adjacent in regards to like the color wheel spectrum. They don't clash. They, they don't, and it's yeah. like a good shade of green to go with that yellow. To be honest, it's not like a weird. It's not like a deep forest green, which would have looked weird with a bright yellow like that. It's a nice olive green. Uh, he's, I'll say this, Tendermon knows minimalism. He knows how that works. <laughs> okay, so here's, here's the question. How do, how do those colors work with his body? I mean, green and red work very well. He avoids himself, he avoids making himself look like a Christmas tree because of the whole green-red thing. <laughs> That's a tough balance to figure out a good green and red combo as someone who loves both of those colors. He just... He just turns up in at the park and he's like, "Behold, I am the Christmas bug." Yeah, he's a Christmas beetle. <laughs> uh, that was my fa- that's all it was always my favorite uh, special. The, Joel, we actually do have a bug here called the Christmas beetle. Yes, they oh, turn really? up at yeah. Christmas time. <laughs> we're not fucking we're not, we're not actually fucking with you. We're not like, joking. They're, they're we're not saying like, this is like Rudolph the reindeer like <laughs> Oh no, no. I I I assume like any weird animal-related thing in Australia, I assume. I always like the Christmas beetle. Like, they don't really look Christmassy, but they just come around Christmas time. No, they just turn up at Christmas. They're like a slightly, um... Right, they're Santa's helpers. Sure, I get <laughs> they're it. They're like, it's... They've got like an opal sort of color to them. Yeah, they're cool. They need little beetles. So, Agumon's disguise... Yeah. ...is just a hoodie. And, like, his snout is it's poking great. out of it. Like, even Ty is like, yeah, this is very... And he's not wearing pants. Yeah. Well, I mean, neither does Tentamon, but, like... Yeah, but he's got a coat that covers his That's legs. That's true. Because he hasn't got, like, massive also, dinosaur uh, legs. Also, unlike Tentamon, Agumon has a tail. That's also a big... Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, he just wears a hoodie, and it looks great. And it's... And... I can't remember if it's Ty or Izzy just goes, real inconspicuous, you guys. Yeah, just like, this is great. This is great. No one's going to notice anything. And no one does. So I think the best disguise is Bioman, who is completely undisguised and flying. Yeah. Well, we see that, I remember, in Try, where they turn up at the restaurant. Oh, yeah. Right, right. They go, where are the Digimon? Oh, they're just over there. And they look at this garden, and you just see Gatomon pretending to be a normal cat, and Biomon pretending to be a normal bird. I just want to imagine- And it's amazing. I just want to imagine Biomon just, tw- like, hanging out with pigeons in the park trying to look inconspicuous. She's doing that, like, bobbing yeah. her head on the ground yeah. thing. Yeah. 
It's some bird funny. watcher is just like, holy shit! Where I, where I don't even know where to put this one. My friends aren't gonna believe so this. <laughs> so they're all going to um, the park, and um, turns out the idea was that they all find their old address books because and bring them to the park to meet mm-hmm. up, and everyone except Joe arrives. Yeah, so um, Mimi's isn't disguised. Yep, like Mimi's. Disguise it for uh, Palamon is the world's weirdest looking baby. Yeah, because she has a pram, and Palamon is wearing like a bonnet. I mean, she can just be a cabbage patch kid. And Mimi's just pushing <laughs> this plant thing in a pram. Yeah. Who and apparently, apparently Palamon weighs like a well, ton. I do like that. <laughs> I do like this exchange because, like, uh, Palamon's like Mimi, you got to push him about baby, and P- Mimi's just like, "You've grown up now. Get the hell out!" <laughs> like, <laughs> you just grew up. I don't care also, about this. This is dumb. <laughs> Palamon and Sunamon don't need disguises either. I mean, they're right, just hanging they're out. Cute, yeah, small and stuffed. Yeah, Palamon's just a corgi. Yeah, I mean, Palamon just sits on TK's hat. Again, just All a corgi. Which, which apparently, if you if you want that, you can buy a Patamon hat, a Hatamon, if you will. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I'm not goddamning at the pun. I'm goddamning at the fact that I don't own a Hatamon yet. <laughs> I, I I also saw an Agumon, but that one's weird because it looks like you killed and skinned an yeah, Agumon. Yeah, that'd be weird. I want like, just yeah. give me a Gabumon hoodie. Yeah, that would be pretty solid. Man, that'd be good. So would it be a hoodie like Gabumon or a hoodie like Gabumon's hoodie? A, gu- a hoodie like Gabumon's hoodie. <laughs> so you skinned a right, so Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah, fair enough. I took down the um, wolf man. So- <laughs> it's not a wolf man, yes. Yes. It's a wolf at that point. <laughs> I mean, Gurumon has the yeah. same pattern. You don't know. You don't know what she took down. Got his jeans so and his skin. Except Joe. <laughs> everyone except Joe is at the park. Um, and they just start talking. It's like, oh, so my oldest mons just, you know, his weird flunkies are all over the city, causing problems everywhere. And then Ty just offhandedly mentions, oh, yeah, last time I came to the real world, there were like these weird, invisible, see through Digimon that no one noticed but were destroying shit. It's important distinction to make. Like, you, ne- you never mentioned this. Yeah, before. like Ty's just really bad at telling people shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Ty just kind of forgets that everyone else didn't see the things he saw. Yeah, he has really bad theory of mind. He's bad at everything. It's Ty. This is true. Uh, Izzy's like, yeah, but this time they went through the gate. You know, the same gate we went. Yeah, through? he's like, oh yeah. <laughs> Um, and Ty says, so, the solution here is for us to go out and find the eighth child to stop my oldest one. <laughs> Izzy goes, now, I have a theory, when he is suddenly interrupted by Joe just screaming, stop! I love this so much. Such a good shot. It's just, it's Joe with, like, um, a duffel bag and Gomon's head sticking out of it, and him going, wait, please don't say anything, wait for me, I love Izzy's theories, I love hearing about them! <laughs> And thus I draw another line on the shipping chart. <laughs> I mean, we've, uh, that, that relationship's been, uh, getting toyed with. Yeah, for a it's bit been now. getting teased. I'm getting real fucking sick of it. Uh, enough of this queer baiting, Digimon. <laughs> <laughs> 
We haven't even gotten to the crazy queer thing. That's true. Yet. That's that's in like five. That's episodes. very true. So uh, Izzy goes, okay. So my theory is that you know, all of us were there when we saw the original Greymon and Paramon fight, mm-hmm. and we're so assuming the theory. eighth child was there as well. And because I found the eighth Digivice, the eighth child has to be someone we have known because they're in the city and they were there, so we should know them. I mean, yeah, yeah. Know, address books. That that's a that's a bit of a jump, but okay. I guess the thing is that all of the kids that lived in that area would have gone to the same school as them, and presumably, right? But. But at the same time, like, none of them remembered having lived in that same area together until yeah. now. Yeah that, yeah. that means they're going to have to unlock, if it wasn't Vakari, they'd have to unlock some poor kid's traumatic past that their, like, pr- parents have programmed over. Like, and that's just, assuming, that's just assuming that that kid is still around and their parent, that kid's parents didn't have him committed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So Joe says, well, I can make some calls, but I can't search the city because I have to, like, study. Like, yeah, like, it's summer. Yeah, but I want to get an early start. It's like, oh, Joe. Joe, you're, like, 12 years old. How much studying do you have to eh, do? you'd be surprised in Japan. It's kind of yeah, sad. Yeah, I was going to say Japanese school. I have um, heard from uh, my, be- my best and oldest friend. He has worked in Japan and lived there for a couple of years himself. And just seeing what the school is like, there's a reason all anime, like high school, like high school anime, is based around like clubs and after school activities because actual school is hell and boring, and the curriculum. Yeah, I know that their high school is supposed to be just insane, but they are no. But school. even middle school is due. I mean, Joe's preparing for high school. The how he does in middle school will determine how he. Yeah, gets to high and honestly, yeah, that leads up. Frankly, it's it's depressing. <laughs> So because he can't you know, go around and search the city with everyone, the, the real reason he can't is because they head off in pairs, and without Kari, there's a, like not an even number. Aww. So they'd have someone sit out. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Mimi's like, well, if you can't search the city with us, you can just call all the people in my book. I mean, okay, fair. And then that's just everyone gives him their address book and says, yeah, you well, can call mine. Yeah, and even... Not everyone. I mean, it, well, like, even Izzy's just like, yeah, that makes way more sense for one person to call, uh, like, everyone. And then, like, Ty approaches Joe and he's literally on his knees begging him, please, no, please, no. Yeah, and Ty goes, don't worry, Joe, I won't make you search my book. And he says, it's like, I'm but- not that kind of guy. Which is a blatant yes. lie. Because he could not find his and book. and Sora points out, and he's just like, "How did you guess?" Yep, it's pretty good. So suddenly they're on a train. Like, oh, it's Inception. I, I mean, yeah. The, have you have you not heard of the uh, amazing like train infrastructure in Tokyo? <laughs> yeah, they're just suddenly on a train, and they're looking at uh, the bay where the big fight was last episode, and also Demi Devamon just. You know, at the wheel of this boat. <laughs> Steampoat Devimon. It's so good. He's just, like, flying with his claws stuck in the wheel. Also, awesome. like, let's talk about the destruction on the bay for a bit. Man, shit got fucked. fucked up. 
that looks like almost there's so much that damage. looks like half a city block destroyed like that's a lot of damage mm-hmm. yeah i mean that looks like that looks like a war yeah. zone a literal war zone yeah there's like buildings destroyed and rubble everywhere it's gonna cost a lot of money to fix this yeah they don't care also a lot of people probably died Oh, oh yeah, yeah, no, I mean, like, the, the human death count has to be in the, like, has hundreds. To be. Has to be, now. Well, they, they destroyed a club that was, like, bursting with mm-hmm. people. We saw at least two people die on screen, I'm sorry, and including <laughs> yeah. the lady boat driver, that makes three. Oh, God. So, um, suddenly, fog covers the entire mm-hmm. bay. And people are like, wow, that fog's back. What's going on? And we get... Is this our first shot of the TV station? I think maybe. Yeah. Because there's a very strange-looking TV station in Tokyo that a lot of this show happens around that we see quite a lot in the next few episodes. And I think this is our first shot of it. Is that... Do you mean, like, the the spherical one? Yeah, that's actually... That's Bandai's headquarters. Like, that's... That's the joke. It's not yeah, actually yeah, like a TV stage, literally their, whole, in the their office. With. It is. I've been there. It's yeah. actually pretty cool. And um, that was basically why it was included in this show, because they were like, what if we just put the office it's, in the I mean, show and then I'm not going to lie as well. It's also really surreal seeing that building in real life, having done it myself. It was so weird. I was like, that's... <laughs> it's a really oh, yeah. cool looking building, because it's got like a... It's like this weird mm. grid latticework thing, but then this giant sphere that's connected by like these three. I should, four I should, I should things. bring up it's my. Really cool. Hmm? Jules, did you did you do a Digimon tour? Did you see? No, yeah, actually, I did. I also, saw, I also saw. Did you make a pilgrimage? That I, I, I also saw uh, My Response Island from afar. Took a picture of that. I'm gonna find the photo album on my Facebook page. Give me a second. <laughs> So one of the uh, one of the guys in the uh, um, office that we see, like looking out at the fog, theorizes that the ozone layer must be really oh fucked yeah up for all this weather stuff <laughs> to be happening. No, it's just Which, because vampires have weather powers. Well, they do. You know? Well, I think I think the presence of all these Digimon crashed whatever video card is rendering. <laughs> 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 The draw, yeah. the draw, draw rate dropped to like nothing. So we see Myodismon's carriage just kind of like going along in this field, and then a magical hole in the ground appears underneath it, and it goes down into the fucking shadow realm because it's just pitch black, and there's all of the Digimon just like yeah, in a circle. Like Fifty Bakamon, like yeah. just like bowing. Do what? What is this? <laughs> what the, where are they? Oh, you know. They they just fell through a hole in the ground that came out of fucking nowhere, and it's just... So... What the so, fuck? What is this place? It's How did park, they make it? Clearly. <laughs> I will say as well, um, that island that also on, I also got to see that as well, and that was pretty great, because it's an actual island off of, uh, in the middle of the river. Here's this picture. Hmm. I'm just showing you my holiday photos from a few years ago. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
nice. But yeah, like, I, but I posted, I was like, it's my Osmond's hideout on, like, my Facebook walls. And was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you dork. Yeah. Yeah, come on. <laughs> So yeah, Gadomon was waiting for Myotismon down this hole, and she's like, well, I'm going to go to the surface and find the eighth child on my own, because you're all mm-hmm. fucking useless. I mean, she's not wrong. Yeah. She's not wrong. She's not wrong, because she immediately finds the eighth child. So yeah, she, also, she also phases through the fucking grass. Yeah, she just yeah. pops up out of the ground. Yet another power she loses when she joins God, the team. Yeah, she really is the sixth ranger that gets depowered, isn't and she? Yup. Oh, yeah. And uh, Demi Devimon has an even better power to materialize in the air. Yeah, because he just shows up and he's like, Oh, you can't find the eighth child. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to find them first. Kalumon <laughs> <laughs> calls him a feathered Again, bomb, accurate. Which, pretty great. Although no, it's more like feathers. it's like leather. Yeah, but he's a weird bat monster. I'll make an exception. I mean, leathered would have a bowling ball with leather would have been more accurate. <laughs> so we go back to the kids, and Ty says we should split into pairs and search the city. And they're like, that's a good idea. Uh, Ty partners up with mm. Izzy because, of course, he does. Matt and TK are together, and Sora and Mimi are together. Oh, Gatamon also has another burn where she says that flappy wind winged loser couldn't find water, couldn't find water if he fell out of a boat. He probably has fallen out of that boat quite a few times at this point. Yeah. (laughs) So, Ty and Izzy with their Digimon are walking around, and immediately Agumon's like, "Hey, I found food." It's just like sticks his head into a restaurant. God, like we're not looking for food. They're so one-minded. I mean, they're anytime for the eighth child. Anytime Akuman is out and about, yeah. you're looking for food. <laughs> Matt and TK went to the docks, and they show up, and it's like, well, there's nothing here except death and destruction. Yeah, why did they, they find kids at the docks? What the hell's wrong leave. with them? Like. <laughs> the docks that are like, like a disaster. I've played Shenmue. Zone. I know what's at the docks. Like, it's not children. Yep. Uh, we we get that shot of Joe just sitting oh, at the phone, Joe. going through the address books and being like, "Hey, yeah, I went to school with you years ago. Do you have like a magical device in your hand that like, shines light, blinks, God, occasionally fights off This is the evil? most awkward thing as someone with phone anxiety. <laughs> oh god, no! I did a uh, I did a phonathon thing once where I had to cold call mm-hmm. alumni for my university and ask them for money, and Ooh. I had to leave halfway yeah. through to have a panic attack. That Ugh. sounds like the worst like, thing I, ever. As someone, I only have dealt my phone anxiety with receiving calls, just because I had to answer the phone a lot at the bookstore I used to work at because we got a lot of orders and stuff, so I got through that. But at my other, my current job, at the chocolate shop, whenever we get a phone call, I don't pick up the phone. It's like, I'm, because it's like, I don't know how to answer in this context. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, see, at work, it never really bothered me too much, because, like, right. I had scripts yeah. I could follow, and, like, I, <laughs> you know, it, 
calling somebody of my own accord to ask them for money is like the worst. I also have a fairly strict rule of like if you. Yeah. Well, okay. Second worst. The worst would be asking them if they yes. have some sort of magical electronic device. Don't let them like. <laughs> like transform I will say, a like, I do have a fairly strict rule. If you do know me personally and you have like access to my phone number or want to call me on Skype, please always ask beforehand. Don't just call out of nowhere. That's I. Oh, like, that bugs me too. I, the only people I'll like allow exceptions are mostly just like family and work. Because if work's calling, then they need they meet, need me for something. If my family's calling, like my parents are old, I'm not going to try and get them to change the habit like that. Yeah. So, Sora and Mimi are partnered up. Uh, Beerimon and Palmon thought it would be a good idea to try and fit both of them into the pram. That'd be fine. And they don't fit. Like, like oddly enough, at this point, they're now um, bickering like two children in a pram. Yeah, they're like pushing each other. It's like, you're on my side of the yeah, pram. Yeah, Palmon calls Beerimon a cheater. Beerimon goes, I'm not a cheater, you're a liar. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> God, can't God. kids anywhere. <laughs> we see uh, Gatomon is at the beach watching people in the water going, <laughs> humans are Just, weird. Again, not wrong. Gatomon has been pretty on the ball this episode so far. <laughs> and then we cut to possibly the most important event in the episode in that Kari almost Like Miko runs across the screen in the park somewhere and... Kari nearly catches her and she goes, Miko, come back, and then happens to come across Gatomon as well. Yep. Just gets distracted. Like, I mean, oh, we should hey, also point out, this cat. is the first time we actually see Kari <laughs> not in pajamas. Yes, this is the first time Iconic she wears outfit. her um, normal outfit that she wears. For Which, the okay, the again, what is this outfit? Like, okay. I don't know. Okay, so she's like shorts and sh- shorts, like shorts, socks Anime and sneakers, clothes. fine. And then she was wearing this like singlet dress, yeah, because it's not like dress a singlet because it's not like it's flowing out and billowing out, but it's also not a dress because it only goes down to her waist. It's like I've seen these sort of tops, it, and it has no, it doesn't have sleeves, but it's also yeah, because there's not really like just... it, yeah, it because it looks like it has a regular t-shirt like neck hole not necessarily like and it doesn't look low cut like a singlet and she's also wearing just a scarf just like a fucking toku scarf yeah she looks like Kamen Rider I don't know <laughs> like that's the only connection I can make because that's the broken person I am and also she's got a whistle yeah she and, sees... and she has her yeah. ca- and she has her camp whistle yeah 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 she sees Gardamon and is like oh look at you are you friends with Agumon and Gatomon just panics and just immediately. This is actually very adorable. Cat. I actually like Gatomon's cat impression. She's like, uh, meow, uh, yeah. meow, meow. No, yeah, like she's not good at it. It's so funny. Also, like, I really, I also, I really like the um, thought process there of okay, she knows what Digimon are. She can clearly see I'm not a cat. Um, um, let me yeah. roll a bluff check real quick. <laughs> Pretend to be a cat. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and after Kari walks off, Gundamon just goes, wait a minute, she's friends with Agumon, she might be the eighth child. That's a safe assumption. Which, yeah, Gundamon that's is showing... the only one who made the actual 
connection. I there. mean, Ty, the Ty stumbled near there and then like got lost. Just and he never brings up to anyone else in the group, so, so like people with sense can go. Actually, let's chase <laughs> yeah. this thought you have. Like, yep. So it's too lazy true. to chase a thought. Yeah, Kari heads home, uh, unsuccessful in finding God, her cat. Poor fucking Miko. Poor Miko. And and uh, unsuccessful and unsuccessful in making yeah. friends with a new one. Well, maybe because she was. <laughs> Plainly aware that Gato yeah. was following her the entire time. Because she opens the front door and says, You can come in if you want. And invites Gardemon inside. And Gardemon's just like, Yeah, alright. And walks in. So we cut back to Sora and Mimi. And Mimi's just like, oh, Pushing this pram is so yeah. hard. If I ever have kids, I'm gonna pay okay, someone Mimi, to do cool. it for me. <laughs> Get it. Wow. Yeah. Mm. I need a break to re- and then she just relaxes on the bench while Sora is actually taking this seriously and why is out all Sora the places the on the map leader? they've been. God like she's actually doing this properly She's easily And like it's not a hard bar to reach, but she's do- actually going a little bit above that as well to some extent. And she's a child in their age too, it's yeah. not like she's any older. So, Mimi's like, hey, finding the eighth child would be easier if we went to a place where there's lots of people and we have a higher okay. chance of running into them. Sure. Yeah, so I was like, let's... oh, that's a surprisingly good point. Yeah. Let's go up Tokyo Tower. No, they never not. mention it by name, but... Even though they've mentioned, like, Shinjuku, Odaiba, and everything else, they can't mention this is still Japan! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, so, you're saying this is Tokyo Tower? Because this clearly looks like angel, like a location in Angel Grove. God. <laughs> now, I'll have you know that Angel Grove is clearly in Sydney. That's very true as well. Do you not remember the iconic scene in the Power Rangers movie where they go and have like, a nice overview of the famous Yeah, what about angel these famous Grove Angel Grove monorail, which no longer exists? Yeah. All anyway. I know is... It's also somewhere in Africa, based on... Also somewhere in the Lovecraftian universe as well. (laughs) Yeah, Lovecraft's Dreamlands, or whatever they're called. I mean, that would explain the infinite park. It would. Anyway, strange man in a trench coat with a face made entirely of metal and boots with skulls on them. Okay, I was just watching a bunch of Monster Factory. This all looks perfectly normal so far. He's a fine boy. (laughs) So, uh, up the tower, they step out of the elevator, Mimi and Sora, and Mimi's like, ah, air conditioning. Finally revealing the reason she wants to go there. And I have to say, Mimi Mimi has spent this entire episode complaining about how hot it is. I identify with Mimi so much in this episode. Very appropriate for this episode. This recording session, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I think this is the one time so I'm willing to let like, Mimi stuff okay, go. Okay, wait, like... wait, are you... Tyler, have you checked? Do you have any Skull Miramons lurking around your neighborhood? I haven't checked. There might be one under this the This is a guy in a trench coat staring at my window from, like, down on the ground floor outside my house. He's fine. He's not hurting anyone. I mean, that could, <laughs> could, that be, could, be, that could be anyone. So a strange man in a trench coat steps out of the elevator as well, and 
Sora's like, did it just get hotter in here? <laughs> it's really funny. It, this is really funny in retrospect, oh, okay. considering what M- M- Skull Mirror looks like. Yes, considering what happens, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Because the air conditioning suddenly breaks, and they're like, oh, it must have been too hot. The air conditioning couldn't handle it. And then Mimi notices trench coat guy, and immediately just goes, ew, look at that weirdo in the trench coat in this heat, and it's like, so Mimi, ugly. Like, like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck, Mimi? She. This he is the most. You. This is the most upset I've looked. Yeah, at she looks downright too, like. offended by this man's like <laughs> appearance and like presence. She's been through some like legitimate like garbage situations, but this man in an ugly trench coat is clearly the biggest affront. Like, it, like she has <laughs> suffered. Forget that time. Like it'd be one thing if devil. he was wearing a fedora, because then I'd be like, "Yeah, same." But like, <laughs> it's just a bucket hat. Like sometimes people need to keep out of the heat. Uh, so he turns around, and this is the part where I noticed that his belt buckle is, all, or the buckle on the coat is also a skull. Oh he's yeah, gotta, come on. He's got to keep on brand. Yeah, he's got his aesthetic. Um, where did he get this coat, by the way? Like, did he bring I would it? imagine he brought his coat, like, off the coat rack it. before leaving. He got it from like, London Fog Like, at, like imagine <laughs> in, like, Midas Bond's palace, like, at the gate, there's just a coat rack, and he's like, hold on one second, guys. <laughs> so, yeah, he turns around and immediately just bursts into flames, burning up his wonderful coat and revealing himself to be a massive buff metal-faced man okay, so covering imagine if Ghost Rider was part of the WWE. Yes. He's a shirtless... Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> also, he has, also, he has two belts on, and neither of them seem nope. to be looped to, around he's, anything. He's got two belts on, yep. he's completely shirtless, he's, <laughs> he's so ridiculously funny. buff, his arm... I don't know if you can call him completely shirtless because a good chunk well, okay, of his chest but, is I mean, covered that's in chains. Chains aren't a shirt, Joel. Necessarily, those at least those chains aren't. They make those, chain those chains aren't a shirt. <laughs> I have worn it many a time. Okay, in th- okay, that's not a shirt then. That is <laughs> like in that case, that's chain bondage gear. Oh, like the kind of stuff you can <laughs> get at Hot I'm Topic. I'm pretty sure Joel. I'm the only one in here who's actually worn chainmail. Okay, so. so what's the verdict then, Tyler? Shirt or not? Welcome to the new podcast segment. Shirt or not? Do do do. <laughs> shirt or not? It's not. Okay, I didn't ask if it's chainmail. I asked if it's a shirt. It's just a chain. Okay. It's not a shirt because he takes like he uses the chains to fuck with people. You could you could take off your shirt and whip people. Whoa, with it. J- Joel! I didn't know you had that side to you. <laughs> so you call that out, but not the fact that I said he takes. I off was the going chains to then. Joel interjected, Tyler. Like, you think I was going to let that fucking slide? No, what the hell? Yeah, like, I was going uh, to, like, just, like, pass that lob ball, and Joel immediately came out of nowhere and spiked it with his own one. Yep. So, um, yeah, so anyway, we cut away from that confrontation to Ty and Izzy, who are a ways away from the tower, but notice that it's, like... It's really hot. <laughs> yeah, like it's like it's shimmering. It's got that heat mirage thing going on where it looks all bendy. Yeah, and then Ty pulls out his um, spyglass, 
And it turns out he yeah. wouldn't have needed it because I'm pretty sure what happens next would have been visible from a distance. <laughs> he, he zooms in on the window at the top of the tower, and then Bergeron just fucking And then he, he mentions it like as it. if no one else can see this. Like this is like a Bergeron small plane huge. flying over building. He's like, this. oh man! It's like no, Ty. Everyone can see this. You didn't need the spyglass. Yep. And then, um, yeah, so, they yeah, so, catch a ride on Kabuterimon. Uh, and meanwhile, Bergeron tries to fight fire with fire, not realizing that's a, uh... Yeah, that's, that's no, you can't saying. actually do that. Yeah. Yeah, so... Ty and Izzy ride up with Agumon on the back of Kabuterimon. Uh, and Skull Mirimon's just like... Yeah, again, again I bug versus fire? fire? Still and, not like, a good type, like, setup. Yeah, yeah. Like he already, he already took out Togemon, which you could see coming. But oh my god, we have to mention oh the Togemon thing. It's amazing. So, after, so first off, um, Agumon digivolves and just shoots a fireball at Skullmiramon, which again stops shooting fireballs at the fire-based death monster. Now, like the first attack, I could see them maybe not like thinking about it, but like they saw what happened when like. He got hit with fire. Quit trying to do that again. Also, hey, did you... Yeah, like, way, way too early. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> way too early. Because it's when Greymon shows no, up and no. playing. It's like, what? Let's Where kick it back. Here? Also, I want to point out that up until this morning, Agumon was Koromon, and, like, he just finally ate <laughs> yeah. enough to digivolve. But, you know... Being that Agumon is in this episode, it means we have to get Metal Greymon. And no, of course options. not. I mean, no. There's only three so other Digimon here. Oh, we actually we actually did skip one notable event, which is um, Skull Miramon does his like confusingly named attack, which is Metal Fireball, which is what he calls breathing like mm-hmm. blue flames from his mouth in like not a ball you know formation of. at all. Just um, kind of spits it out. Yeah, and anyway, he spits hot fire at the tower, and it's apparently hot enough to melt the steel, because the entire tower starts, like, falling. Yep. And Kabuterimon has to use his impressive bug muscles to uh, hold it up. Yeah. Um, so after Metal Greymon shows up, the two of them just kind of smash into each other, and Togemon is like, yeah, I'm going to be back up here, and goes and like, punches... Skull Miramon. She actually calls out a yeah. Uh, it's a different attack. It's not needle spray. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. And she goes to like punch him in the back, and then it looks like he just falls backwards on top of her. No, Which... Because then it cuts to another scene, and we just see Togemon on yep. fire running away. Hot, 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 like, ah, hot! Ah, this ah, is my ah. skin. I'm dying. <laughs> this is so good. And then Nettle Greymon's just like, okay, I'm going to fly up in the air and shoot my fucking claw at your I mean, face. yeah, sure. He uses his metal claw, which is where he launches his, just his one metal arm on, like, a weird it's a cable. rope thing. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a like cable. Yeah, it's not yeah. <laughs> so out of the realm of possible. It's not a magical rope um, that's made of metal, like... <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's just, it's a weird attack that he I doesn't mean, use very often. Fly, your flying robot um, fist is not a weird attack in anime. I mean, yeah, I'm going to be just, honest. He doesn't if I had, if I had a metal often. hand, which God willing, one day I will, 
Like, I would absolutely get some sort of uh, thing that let me launch my fist. Yeah, Bionic Commando. You can, like, swing from buildings, Spider-Man style. Hell yeah. Yeah. But, like, he, it's just, he doesn't use this attack very often. Most of the time, he just shoots his boob rockets. Which, I mean... they explode. Right. That, that seems like the more effective move. Yeah. Uh, Skull Miramon just catches the Metal Claw with his chains, because he is Ghost Rider. That's what Ghost Rider does. Right, and, and then he tries to, like, pull Metal Greymon out of the air, which is a bold move, because even as ripped and, like, grown as he is, Metal Greymon has to weigh a fucking ton. He is a cyborg dinosaur. You are not going to be stronger than he is. Because... Yeah, Middle Greymon just flies up higher, and... Yeah, he, like, retracts his arm and, like, pulls uh, Skull Miramon up in the air by his chains. Yep. And then, I guess he just, like, flings him away, and then shoots him with the boob rockets. Right. And he explodes. Kind of like Skeet's shooting, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we cut to... So that would have been a really that would have been a really fun fight if it had been animated instead of, like... Diorama yeah. out. I mean, that's isn't that every fight in this show? Yeah, but I'm just saying, like from a blocking perspective, like the the things that were happening here was a lot more dynamic, or would have been a lot yeah. more dynamic than your average, like pushing each other for a little bit and then use your called shot. Yeah, actually, just because Skull Miramon's cool and he's got chains and he just grabs you with them. He's just Ghost Rider. That's all he is, and he's cool. So we cut to Kari and Gathomon, who are watching the TV and they're watching the news report about the fight. Yeah, Gathomon's basically doing that like cat thing where like I kind of want to hang out, but I also don't want to admit that I want to hang out. So I'm just gonna kind <laughs> yeah. of hang around nearby, but be super aloof and like pretend I'm not interested. If you look, yep. Um, but then while this is happening, Gathomon's <laughs> just like, well. She could be the eighth child. I mean, she might not be, but she could be. So let's just yep, play it safe just and close kill her, her out. anyway. Sensible. <laughs> she sneaks up behind Kari and it like zooms in as she puts her claws out, and they've got like that. Ooh, it's so sharp! Mm-hmm. It twinkles thing. And then Kari just turns around and goes, "Oh, hey!" <laughs> and Gatamon runs away in fear. Uh, I love it. I love so this funny. first interaction because it's Gatamon like, "I'm gonna kill you," and Kari's like, "Oh, cute kitty." I just love that she's still trying to keep up appearances. Of yep, just like she falls off the sofa. Cat. I was like, uh, nope, cat. Bug out, bug out, bug out. <laughs> yep. It's great. Oh, she then, she rolled a nat so, one on her, like, disguise check, but decided to go with it anyway. This is, like, this has always been my dream in any D&D campaign. I, tr- I always, whenever we kill, like, a guard or something... I just want to put sunglasses on them and weaken at Bernie's head. And no one ever allows me to do it. Oh, man. Oh, man, you could do some good stuff with, like, a uh, well-executed mage hand, too. God, imagine it. The possibilities are endless. (laughs) See, Gadumon just kind of leaves. She's a cat. She's like, oh, man, this is weird. Yeah, she has this whole monologue about how Akari, like, puts her off her game or whatever. It's like, I, you know, I wasn't expecting 
Expecting her to be like that, she she disarms me. It's weird. Expecting her to just be impossibly nice. Yeah. Because you're a cat, Gautamon. Everyone is nice to cats. Uh, not everyone, but yeah, I get it's what you mean. Cute. I everyone agree. should be nice to cats. Every, uh, nice people are ne- good to cats. Yeah. And then we end the episode with just like a news presenter talking over a shot of the city where it's like, oh, the future, we're at a crossroads with all these monsters, and I like, think that's... it's going to be big. Yes, yeah, a news announcer who somehow realized... Yeah, that, that's some real editorializing there, buddy. <laughs> yeah. You think it's like his yeah, what was that? It's like, I don't know, man. Like, I just... About? I want to... I want to be different. I want to stand out in the crowd, you know? I want to write stories. <laughs> I want to make art, damn it! <laughs> okay. So why are you in newscasting again? So that's the end of the episode. Yeah, it's a kind of weirdly yeah. abrupt end. Like, there's a lot that's weirdly abrupt in this episode, because the only Digimon you actually see Digivolve is Yeah, like, actually, because Bergemon, Togemon, yeah. and Kabuterimon uh, all just appear. That's true. Yeah, Same they're, with they're like all in, me- in media res. Yeah. It's like... I like how, I like how Agumon got all time of, like, instead of maybe eight mm-hmm. hours of not being in training. Yeah, because he goes yeah, back God. to Gormon after going to <laughs> Ultimate. Just, sorry, buddy. Back God, go. what's that got to be like? Like, constantly going through digi-puberty and growing up and then, like, reverting back to a child form. Do you and- think... Do you think the reason we see Metal Greymon so much more often than the others is just because Ty is sick of having Agumon take up so much space at his apartment? So he intentionally <laughs> digivolves him? Just so he'll turn back into Karamon? Look, it's just a lot easier to manage when you look like a stuffed animal. <laughs> also, you eat so much That's more true. as a dinosaur. <laughs> And if you're a stuffed animal pink blob thing, your poop will somehow become somehow to the plot. somehow that your your poo somehow. will reveal a new villain. So one thing <laughs> I always like I picked up on as a kid and kind of mentally rationalized was like, spoiler alert: uh, Agumon and Gabumon are going to get another Digivolution soon. And once they do that, like them going to Ultimate no longer reverts them back to their training huh. forms. Well, it and, doesn't with any of the other kids either. Right, but um, the way I rationalized that as a kid was those two get to Digivolve more than anyone else. So just over time, as they practice it more, it takes less energy to go there. I think that's the rationale in general. Because for the rest of the kids, when they go back to the Digivolve, even though they don't get Megaforms, the same thing happens. They go to Ultimate, they just stand back yeah. to Loki. It was just that they, they got used to doing it. Because they didn't do it so much. And I'm pretty sure that, like, yeah. Gabumon and Agumon never turned back into Rookie after being Mega. They so still long, Sudamon. In training after they did it. Sudamon's cool. Well, Sudamon's I like all great. of the in training forms. Even Tokomon. <laughs> Even Tokomon. The, the, the scene with. Uh, Sleepy Sunomon mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. Try was pretty fun. 
it's a good second for like a second but still very cute yeah so yeah um we do, do any questions uh I, so none I, from the email Well, what's uh, the email no, for folks to send it to? To be fair, after a month and a half of radio silence, I can't blame people for not emailing us yeah. anymore. So the email is digitalmoncast at gmail.com if you want to send in any s- questions there. Mm-hmm. We do We do. We answer are, we, them, I promise. Even we answer every question. Like uh, you can also find us at digitalmoncast on Twitter, and you can also send questions to me at GatsbyLow on Twitter. Yes. So... Uh, yeah, I mean, because I put out the call-out for questions uh, when yeah. we record. So, uh, question number one, because uh, I asked, <laughs> we're, talking about, we're talking once again about Bishy Vampires. Send us your nonsense questions. Uh, that's always my thing. Uh, we get from at Fiona Adams, uh, Fiona on Twitter, who's the best vampire hunter? Uh-oh. Buffy's pretty good. Buffy. I mean, Blade is a vampire what hunts other vampires. Yeah, Blade's also pretty pretty dope, too. strong. It's pretty cool. But then again, so are, like, a bunch of characters. But what about, yeah, like, Angel. So, I mean, I mean, Angel's Angel's a vampire private eye. That's slightly different. Yeah, Angel is a a vampire private eye turned, like, evil law firm board member. Yeah, which is you know a pretty traditional man. The Wolfram and Hot fucking arc in Angel's pretty good. I like it a lot. If anyone doesn't know, like one of the like the biggest antagonists throughout all of Angel's own TV show was Wolfram and Hart, which is which an is a, evil law firm. Yeah, yeah literally which is a already a great concept. Firm. A multi-dimensional demonic law firm, which is just amazing. And then the last season, yeah, they're like, they give oh, yeah, the you're keys in charge to it. now. He's like, what? Yeah, you yeah, own the like, Wolfram. Yeah, yeah. Angel and company keep like foiling things that Wolfram and Hart are trying to do. So, like any good like capitalist business, they yeah, uh, buy and now them they out. work for them. Yeah, and make them in charge, and it's great. There's some really good moments. That season also it's gave us this, the episode where Angel turns into a puppet. Oh, Muppet. Yes, my personal favorite scene from that season is the one where. Uh, I can't remember who it is. Someone that they know turns up and is like, you've sold your soul to the devil for this law firm. It's like, no, I haven't. And then this dude who is just the devil in a suit walks past and he goes, we had a great deal today, man. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, because you just start seeing all these evil <laughs> fucking monsters in like business suits as lawyers. It's great. God, go watch the last season of Angel. It's really good. I, I like show. it a lot. Um, it is. Man, yeah, Angel's pretty good. Uh... I mean, you've in terms of anime, you've got Alucard from the Helsing series. Like, I mean, in terms of video games, you've got Alucard from Castlevania. Uh, I mean, Alucard's yeah. pretty. I guess all of the Belmonts. Yeah, count. really, pick a, pick Belmont, a Belmont, Belmont. That's a pretty strong answer. <laughs> There's just, just a few of them. I'm trying to think because I, I was deeply into the Helsing mm. series as a shitty teenager. Um, that that series goes places. Let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> Because that series becomes about fighting uh, Nazis who survived World War Two, who've now recreated vampires again. It's of course it does. I mean, yeah, that sounds that sounds like Nazis. Yeah. It's pretty. I I 
I have a certain appreciation for how balls out ridiculous Helsing gets. Um, there's some really uncomfortable stuff in it, which I don't like at all. But man, like at one point, the German, the Nazis also have like a werewolf captain on their side, and he's pretty great too because he's just this silent fucking like bruiser, and he's also got biggest pistols and that that's not a euphemism um but like he's cool and then fucking there's one point where like helsing like uh, sorry not helsing uh fucking alucard he's got sarah's victoria as like his i guess thrall but also like his sidekick because she's a human who gets turned into a vampire at the start of the series and she progressively gets you know stronger and better and more capable and at one point she's fighting the werewolf captain in like a downed Nazi zeppelin, and then like they crash into a, like a literally a treasure trove of like Nazi stolen treasure and art, and she kills him with like a silver tooth. What the huh? fuck is this yeah. show? No, this no Helsing the ends with the show? Nazi vampires invading and destroying most of London. Oh, so it's yes. autobiographical. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, There's anime. also, like, the butler in that show <laughs> is also, uh, he, like, uses incredibly thin carbon fire wipe, uh, wire to, like, on his gloves that he uses in some fucking anime fashion to, like, slice uh, vampire zombies and off. It's a pretty stylish show, I'll give it that. Also, uh, despite him being Alucard, literally Dracula, he uses just the biggest fucking, like, handguns created for him. I mean, yeah, you have I mean, to assume Dracula yeah, no, totally. modernized, right? Like, I do like that uh, yeah. the whole thing is that he's being held in place by magic rune system, so basically he has to get confirmation from the head of the Helsing family if he can, like, go to the next level. And the next level is just him, like, becoming more and more Cthulian and, like, shadow monster and ditching the guns and just, like, going instead for sticking, like, shadow hounds with, like, eight eyes on them and, like... At one point, he vampirifies a jet plane. It's fucking great. This. How did you do? So. I'm sorry. What? Like they need that. No, 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 like no. So no, no, no. So on basi- the plane, basi- or is there just like a no, plane like, that is now a vampire? He, like, they, uh, an aircraft carrier gets taken over by the Nazis, and they don't know how to get onto the ship because every attempt has led to like soldiers dying. So they decide to send Alucard on a high speed like. A uh, very rare experimental military aircraft that he vampirifies, so it's impervious to bullets, and he crashes it into the middle of the aircraft carrier. However, that's the gambit. The Nazis lured him out into the ocean. He can't cross running water, but then he vampirifies the aircraft carrier to take him all the <laughs> way back to London. And the final, well, while London has been mostly decimated, it's like the final confrontation is Alucard arriving in his Vlad Tepes form on like this fucking shadow aircraft carrier as like he drinks the blood of all these wouldn't vampirifying a boat make it I kind mean, of useless he like vampires he vampirifies part of it wouldn't that make the boat just not it's be able fine. to move it makes sense hmm. no but yeah angel's probably the best vampire hunter just because he becomes part of a fucking evil law firm angels are like a angels surprisingly show. good show we'll go watch angel fuck um all right yeah. next yeah, what are you doing yes. listening to a Digimon podcast? Go watch Angel. Do something <laughs> um, productive. Next with question your time. comes from uh, at Definitely Exists Cassandra on Twitter. 
Uh, follow up. Who's the best fishy hunter? Me. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. It's me. Me. Like. Yep. <laughs> there was that one time on Audio Entropy Slack when some of you just asked me, what is a soft boy? And immediately all of you regretted asking me that question. I mean, we basically had a university class you did. lecture. It, it went for hours. I mean, I did like that when uh, I told my boyfriend that. He just said, did you s- just send them a picture of me? Because that's basically me. <laughs> there were so many oh, examples. I did make, I did make a fucking kept going. fucked up realization like, last month, uh, which I've only told Molly. Uh oh, we need so, to wrap. No, 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 not, rega- not regarding, not regarding soft boys, not regarding bishies, not regarding anything else. Regarding my boyfriend, he kind of resembles a clean-shaven Nick Robinson from Polygon. Oh boy! <laughs> oh boy! And I kind oh, and like, I hate myself. Yeah, that's not no, something you can I just see. He sent me a picture once, like. <laughs> Wait a fucking second. And he's got similar hairstyle as well. And I was like, oh no. Oh no. Okay, okay. You've, okay, here's a, here's a really easy test. Start saying some really, like, um, obnoxious things about millennials <laughs> and see what he does. Yeah, if he starts using the term the olds, yeah. If he doesn't react, you're I'll fine. Know. I'll Yep. I've been joking, I'm, I'm dating old. the secret fourth Robinson brother, because apparently there's a third, aside from Nick and Porter Robinson, which fucks me up. It's like finding out there was a third Hemsworth brother, that that ruined my day. <laughs> um, there was also... <laughs> I have a I have a feeling like if you strike down a Hemsworth, a <laughs> new one will rise to take its place. Uh, there's also a follow up to oh, yeah. Cassandra's question from Fiona again: Who's the best Hunter Hunter? Which is a very well known manga and anime series. Uh, that yeah. Oh, the Hunter X Hunter. Oh, um, uh, Bobby Morse, aka Mockingbird. I don't get that. That was a, that okay. was an Agents of Shield. Oh, okay. Or the, like one character? person who. Uh, I she, don't think any of us have ever Hunter. consumed Hunter x Hunter, which is pronounced just Hunter Hunter. No. I, yeah, I know of it. I know I nothing it's about it. No, Hunter. it's actually, like, it's just Hunter <laughs> Hunter. I know, no, I was, but, I was like, joking. No, that's a legitimate question to ask in these circumstances. Um, and finally, we get a question from, uh, this is Emerald on Twitter, asking, Alucard, Dracula, or Soma... Who is the best kiss boy? No. Hmm. I mean, technically Soma is Dracula, so that's kind of... Uh... Yeah, he is. Sp- uh, spoilers, oh, okay. by the way. Spoilers for, like, what? The yeah, first spoilers for a 14-year-old game. And you find out you find that out at, like, the very beginning, because the dude just turns up and says, Hey, you're I'm going to say, hmm... <laughs> it's a toss-up between Soma and Alucard for me, because, dang, these are pretty boys. So, Alucard just has fucking stuff. I mean, so does Soma, to some degree. Also, And also, he can, like, change himself into a fairly respectable-looking, um, like, Japanese businessman dude. So, like, yeah, if you that. need to, like, take him to a, like, normal function, like, he can, he can I don't go want into that, that mode. What? what? 
I just want him to turn up with like his crazy yeah, no, fucking no, like cloak same with Soma. I just want that fur coat cloak. Leaving, leaving after images everywhere he yeah. goes. Like that's that's not just an effect yeah. for the game. He just looks like that. Whenever he moves, he's got like these crazy fucking <laughs> rainbow after images. I'm personally gonna go with Soma. <laughs> Soma's more up my alley. Honestly, like, yeah. hmm. Official art Dracula has a pretty good Hold on, look. Let me just double check. Yeah, but in yeah. the game, he always look terrible. I mean, the, the sprite work in those games was. Alucard hey, still manages to look fabulous. Dracula wasn't in Symphony of the Night. That's true. Well, I guess he was right. I at mean, the beginning, if you want but... the refined older gentleman, you've got Dracula. That's fair enough. But I want a pretty boy. <laughs> I'll go with Alucard just because Alucard is as like a fucking boss. Well, hey, and that Aluc- way, yeah, and that Alucard way, Alucard is basically Midas one without the domino <laughs> mask, like. Yeah. He's yeah. just stylish as fuck. <laughs> and that's it for questions. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's all our questions. Oh my god. None so of them had anything to do with Digimon. Yes, Good yeah, work. There's not, not, not a single Digimon question. Congratulations. <laughs> we, we made it, folks. Drop the balloons of confetti. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> So now what do we do? We've answered all our questions. So yeah, what the hell? What happened? Short. I'm... I don't know. I, do we just fill for like fucking two hours do. more? I don't know. Like, what? Did... what do, we, uh, do we just yeah, finish? Are we allowed to like, finish what? under two hours? I'm I scared. <laughs> I think we've done it before. I don't think they'll be upset if we do it again. I mean, at this right? point, like, we've cashed enough, like, bonus time. Like, Jules and I filled almost three hours talking about pumpkins God, and shit, we, so, like... we did. We really enough. did. You did. You haven't even heard the other bonus episode that's yet mm. to be released, See, Tyler. I, I disappear for a month. Tyler, and this you is still what don't happens. know what's in the other bonus episode. No, I don't. How, how have we done that, that Joel? Somehow. <laughs> Yeah, so while we're all patiently waiting for whatever disaster you two have got prepared for us, I think we should finish up. So, yeah. Uh, I've been been Jules. I continue to be Joel. And... Thumb you later! Yeah, what she said. No music this time because this episode marks our one-year anniversary since we started doing the show. Uh, I honestly can't believe it's been a year. It seems like such a short time ago we started, and I would like to thank everyone who listens. It's a lot of fun to do the show. We really enjoy it, and everyone who listens is just, thank you so much. We don't didn't expect as many people to listen as do and everyone who listens and sends in questions and even listens to other shows on our network thank you so much and enjoy the rest of the episode hello and welcome to the australian segment which we're now recording at the beginning of the show like god intended yeah like a normal person would but 
First of all, we need to start with a revelation I've provided these two, uh, in that I don't know how to ride a bicycle. Which is just... How? So... Yeah, how? Okay. Okay. Let's go on, let's go on a trip. Let's go on a journey back in time. Um... Well, we can't uh, because we can't get on the bicycle. Otherwise, you're screwed. <laughs> if it's a time bicycle, I'm fucked. Uh, so, okay, for the first uh, 17 years of my life, I was, I was fat. I was fat, and I never really left the house that much as a child. Uh, playing was fun with friends, but otherwise, I never really just went out much in suburbia. Um, I don't think my mom. No, it wasn't the case where we couldn't afford a bike. My sister rode a bike, and she rode it regularly, and my mom could have easily bought, a, bought a bike for me at some point. She did get me on training wheels like as a child before like year three, I want to say. So, you know, everything was going according to plan. And then I just didn't progress from the training wheels because I was too scared. And she... Yeah, the thing with a bike is that you really have to learn once. Like, well, they say yeah, it's a, like riding a bike for a reason. Well, 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 here's, well, here's the thing. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. As a teenager, then I was still my weight had evened out to some degree because I, you know, had a growth spurt, but I was still quite chubby. Um, my mom still wanted to get me to learn how to ride a bike because, you know, that's a fair enough desire to have in your child. And she got me lessons. With a lady, and I kind of learned how. I could ride for a brief period in a straight line, and then the final test came in me riding downhill and having to, like, go around curves and stuff, and I hit the first turn, <laughs> and I hit the curb and flew head over heels. Ooh. And Ooh. I remember just waking up, and I was pinned under the bike. It wasn't anything serious, but that really turned me off, and I just never got back on a bike yeah, ever since. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I fell off a bike and, like... Broke my wrist in quite a bad way, and now it doesn't work properly. Yes, yeah, here's the thing. Here's, my bike. Yeah, here's the fucking thing. Everyone keeps telling me, "Oh yeah, I've broken bones on bikes, and I go back on." No, fuck you. No, I'm good. No, I did. Yeah, like, I did, like, I did to be fair, yeah, that's not a good argument for riding a bike. People are always like, "Oh, if you fall off, you might break a couple of things, but it'll be fine." No, how about you go die? Like, I'm good. <laughs> like, well, I probably will because I ride a bike. Yeah, there you go. And it's also the case where, listen, <laughs> I really appreciate cyclists, um, especially in this day and age with the environment and everything. I don't have a, be- I don't begrudge cyclists whatsoever or people who can ride bikes. But man, I know this world hates cyclists and hates bicycles, so I'm not gonna fuck with it. <laughs> I have enough bad luck like, as a human being with two legs and being able-bodied walking across the street. I I ride a bike, but I am one of those people who is just, yeah, I'm never going to ride this bike on the road with, like, cars. Yeah, no, fuck that. I will ride, I will, I will, like, dodge pedestrians on the sidewalk before I go on the the road. As a pedestrian, fuck all y'all, because you're the worst. I've been knocked down by bikes so often because of that. Yeah, but as a driver, fuck bikes on the road. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's a weird fucking exchange. Like, it's like, if my city had proper bike lanes, I would just use those, but it doesn't. Yeah. You see, we have proper bike lanes in Brisbane, except everyone just fucking parks in them mm-hmm. because there's no parking. Mm-hmm. Right. Same in Sydney. Well, the only also way they stopped that was by... As a driver, drivers are assholes. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I just, I don't want to fucking risk it. So yeah, I don't know how to ride a bike. So... 
That's that. It's the same way my mom doesn't know how to okay, swim so in Australia. Do, so does that bike through zoo have like sidecars? <laughs> this will probably require an explanation of how this conversation <laughs> yes. started in no, the first no, place. No, nope. <laughs> no, no explaining so things. We, Our listeners we're don't literally just context. starting this midway through a conversation we didn't record the first half of, and we're not going to explain anything. Yeah, it's fine. Yes. Okay. I mean, <laughs> continue. We we could also just rent me a tricycle for that bike through zoo. Like, do they have tricycle? I don't know. I'll bring my own. <laughs> Byot. Okay, um... <laughs> yeah, no, we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> I'll l- listen. I'll oh, like. Oh god, this is we're, this is going to be like this is going to be like uh, Smithers and Mister Burns on the tandem bike, where Burns has is sitting in the back with He's his feet up, back. and Smithers is the only one. Okay. 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 T- so tandem bikes, mm-hmm. they're fucking impossible. They are. Um, they're I, so hard to ride. As someone they're- who's never ridden a bike, I know only know about this because <laughs> my parents uh, they like to go wine. They like to try wine in like the different you know regions and stuff. So they went wine tasting in an area for a little like weekend holiday, and there was like part of it was you could like tan- tandem bike between the vineyards, and they really want to do that. However. My mum was the Mr. Burns in the scenario, but instead of just relaxing, she was drunk, and my dad was the one oh, pulling no. her along. Yeah. And ever that's, since then, that's even worse because her weight is just going to be throwing him off the entire time. Yeah, she. My mum is a boisterous drunk, um, not unlike <laughs> me. So yeah, it was the case where she like it was a wonderful trip. My dad was just like, no, it wasn't like. <laughs> <laughs> there is there are so you gotta get those um i forget what they're called they're, they're just like a bar that you sit at yeah and it's got pedals oh yeah underneath yeah pedal bars bench, sure yeah and you just pedal and the bar goes around that's what you need to get so you can drink See, i'm not giving that to my mother about i don't understand those things because mm-hmm. the last thing i want to do when i'm drinking is exercise mm-hmm. <laughs> but the thing you want to do the most when you're drinking is just confuse other people I mean, That's yeah, but I can do that with my words, Tyler. <laughs> I can do that with my actions. Yeah, like, I'm good. I don't need a bicycle for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, adding that to the list of things you don't need a bicycle for. <laughs> I think it was already on there, but all right. Well, this well, is padded out the Australian segment. Things. C- congratulations. Yeah, this is ostensibly about Australia. I don't think we've mentioned the country, like, I mean, properly more than one. I mean, I do You're have both a new in segment. Australia, so okay. Well, like I was gonna talk about one thing. I'll briefly mention, it, and it's funny for like we can talk about it for, like five minutes, and knowing us, that means fifteen minutes. Um, yeah, probably. Joel, I've told you about the quokka, haven't I? Um, I mean, I'm familiar with quokka as a like extant concept. They're they're a cute little animal. <laughs> Joel, you can just say animal. <laughs> You can just say animal. It's okay. All right. Yes, they're an animal. Yes. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, Google it's Quokka Q U O K K A. Um, they are adorable creatures. Right? Yes. yes. Uh, the thing about the Quokka is that they've lived on a remote island all this time off of the west coast of Australia for so long that they don't really actually react to humans the same way most animals do. You know, with earned fear. So. 
a lot of- They don't have a natural predator, so they just fucking walk up to you and go, yo, what's going on? Yeah, they're like, hey, how's it going? And they, like, naturally smile like dogs. It's adorable. However, some tourists have taken advantage of this, and it's kind of, you know, upsetting to some degree. But hey, it's nice to take a selfie with a quokka, because quokkas are adorable. Recently, um... Because here's the thing as well, like, Australia also wants to keep this animal safe, despite them, you know, letting people come up and visit them, because it's also on the vulnerable species list. And... I mean, it makes sense. Just if it has no natural... one island. Yeah. yeah. lives in one place and has no natural predators. Yeah. You want to keep that intact. <laughs> so, you want to try and protect that. Recently, within the past couple of days, I'll just... One quokka, known as Steve, in quotes, uh, went missing from this island. i guessing they know through, like, tagging and electronic, like, Yeah, I would uh, imagine they, like, chip them or something. Unless, like, just suddenly, like, there's a quokka roster and they just did, they, he didn't clock yeah. in that morning, oh, yeah. I don't know. What if there is somebody who has to go around and do a quokka inventory? Like, That'd be great. all like, of these quokkas <laughs> by sight. Just, like, where, where's... Where's Steve, guys? Have you seen Steve? Have <laughs> you done with him? <laughs> and then, so, and now they believe Steve has made his way to the mainland through a garbage barge. So, yeah, he snuck oh, off man, the island. A real, a real Australian tale. <laughs> <laughs> so, I like that the statement from the Western Australian police says he appears to escape from Rottnest Island, possibly by, uh, possibly on board a rubbish barge. So we seem to be dealing with a very smart, crafty quokka. <laughs> Again, they're, they're, this is continuing on from their uh, quote. Steve is described as small, cute, and furry. He may use his cuteness to trick unsuspecting humans into giving him food. I mean, same. Yeah, fair enough. I, how, do I th- how do you think I got my boyfriend anyway? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so... Wait, is that how you're getting to America? Sneaking aboard a garbage barge? I mean... I got this flight for a good deal, Joel. <laughs> you don't know what transport I'm taking. <laughs> you been on an international flight? It, yeah, it's, it's awful. It's basically a flying on a rubbish barge. The rubbish being people. Including My mother myself. calls it cattle class. Yeah. If you fly in economy. Yeah, same. My mom does that as well. But... Pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah, so look out for Steve if you're in Perth or just on the western coast of Australia, because there's a quaker on the we're, loose. We're at, a, we're at a maximum Steve alert. <laughs> just, yeah. God, just I give just, it like a few weeks. He'll turn up in Sydney with like a tan and some sunglasses. And this has been a funny. Like, yeah, I want to go home now. This has been a funny, like, past couple of weeks, if not a month, of animals getting loose in Australia, because there was a, a, a huge seal that got loose in Tasmania uh, in the new year. Oh yeah, that happened. Uh, let me just find a picture of that for you, Joel, because I love this seal. Um, so this was a 200 I mean, kilo it's, fur it's a seal. seal, so that's, a, that's a starting out at a pretty high bar. Th- this was a, a, a 200 kilo Australian fur seal, so it's, it's a big one. Um, this is the picture they released, because it just got into a suburban neighbourhood. Yeah, just sitting on someone's car. <laughs> so just imagine, like, for anyone out there listening, just Google Tasmania Seal, and just, you'll find the story immediately. Um, 
Yeah, I just like <laughs> just jumped on top of so, a fucking car. I mean, car. I've I've come I've come out to the parking lot in the morning and seen like cat prints on my car because mm. like a nearby cat was hanging around. Yeah, I don't know what I'd do if I saw flipper prints. <laughs> yeah. Well, it actually smashed the guy's windscreen. Yeah. Because it just sat on it and yep. it just cracked. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 a lot of weight. I don't think they're meant for that. Uh, it just. Can you imagine, like, the insurance claim, though? <laughs> so what happened? Large oh, I'm in looking at your policy because here, and you did, not get the, you did not get the large mammals clause. Oh, we I'm cover sorry, you for, like... This is... Yeah, we cover you for sharks. Sorry, you're not covered for sea creatures, unfortunately. God, if, yeah, if this, had been, if this had been a kangaroo, you'd have been fine, but... <laughs> this is like when... This is the Simpsons episode where a sturgeon falls onto their car. <laughs> and it's just like the mechanic going, oh, it's a foreign fish. Oh, I don't know. That's that's gonna cost you. Like, <laughs> God, oh. fucking, I just the seal just chilling on a car. Yeah, just sitting there. Uh, it was returned uh, safely back to its like, you know, back to the ocean. But man, we'll mention that the place it was at was like fifty k's away from the ocean. This yeah. wasn't, like, an oceanside suburb. No, it, it traveled. Like, apparently it got through, um, there's an estuary right behind the house. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, God bless you, wild animals. I, I just no, hope... I'd be, I'd be willing to sacrifice my windshield for, uh, like, a seal sighting. Yeah. Like, the opportunity to meet a seal is totally worth the cost of replacing a windshield. Right. Alternatively, you could just get in your car and drive to the ocean and see lots of seals. Yeah, but you don't I, know if you're going to see live, seals. I live hundreds upon hundreds of miles away from the nearest <laughs> oh, ocean. Oh, excuses, excuses. That's right. <laughs> the idea of just driving I will say, I just hope to Steve the ocean and seeing sea life is just beyond me. <laughs> I will just say, I hope Steve the Quokka is safe. And returned home at some point. Yes, yes, Steve, wherever you are, we're worried about you. Please stay safe. It's 10 o'clock at I night. Do Steve. you know where your quokker is? Like, I assume Steve listens to this podcast. Oh, yeah. I, Clearly. You know, I, come on. Like, this is meant for Australian and Australian wildlife. Right. I mean, like, <laughs> quokkas are like one of the prime Digimon demographics, are they not? Precisely, yeah. I think so, yeah. Quokkas are surprisingly big fans of Gomamon. I mean, that's not really surprising. Who isn't? <laughs> that's 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 a fair point. It's very true. We should go to actually recording the episode about Digimon. Yeah. Should, yeah. I mean, we could. Mm. <laughs> we always could. keep saying that as if we, it's something we dread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's like, I don't dislike it. It's like, yeah, it's just Let's like we could. That. Like, you know. It's not a Let's chore. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> See I'm you later, like folks. To keep my options open, you know. Bye. Thumb you later. Oh god, I can't believe that's still happening. Miko, come back here. Where'd you go, Miko? What a funny-looking kitty. Hi there. Are you a friend of Agumon? Huh? Are you one of them? Yeah. What's your name? Meow, meow. Wait, don't go. 